0: You are welcome to Mountain Springs Church podcast, a podcast where we share teachings, testimonies and conversations to help you in your faith journey. Now sit back and listen to today's episode.
1: Hello everyone, you're welcome to the Mountain Springs Church podcast and I have my friend Bunny Bowden with us again today bunny so good to have you oh so great to be back here and doing another one of these with you Claire yes uh the last one we did was so powerful you talked about how god qualifies us and in that podcast you said talking about um your time in benba south africa and just tell us a little bit more and and just bring us up to dates about what you've been up to. Okay, um just to paint
0: a picture for you first of all of um uh, what Timber is, uh where it is as well. Uh so um the church that I was part of in the Middle East planted this church um called Temba Community Church mm-hmm. in a an extremely rural valley mm-hmm. in South ha- South Africa, KwaZulu Natal, in South Africa. Um, where the majority of the people who lived in the valley were in um, small locations dotted all around the valley. And uh, the um, primary language was um Zulu there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Doha Fellowship had planted this church there. The leaders, Gavin and Louise Stack, had gone out and started the church. Mm-hmm. And then I joined them over a year and a half afterwards mm-hmm. um, uh, to work alongside them in that community there. Um, we. Uh, had church in what was an old barn uh, that it had been uh, turned into the meeting place and uh, uh, we even sometimes had a, a dog come along to the church there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually this church had grown. Um, the couple that led the church, they had built up incredible relationships with the people in the area. So by the time I came, um, it was easy for me to, um, to uh, get alongside people, to work with people there and uh, just become part of that community and bring the gifts that um, God had built up over the years in me um, to the work there. I was um, a qualified teacher, so I obviously had uh, those gifts in working with children, but also, as I explained in my last podcast, um, God had um, brought me to a place that I didn't expect, which was working. Uh, with people to be able to see gifts in them mm. and call them out and encourage people. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to use that a lot while I was there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, like I say, there was, um, the settlements were dotted all over the place. My idea going was that we were going to maybe uh, start an early years ministry there um, at the church. But then when you see the the location and you saw that people were dotted all over the place, It made much more sense for me to get out to the different locations and support what was going on in these different locations. And um, sort of almost by accident that created this ministry of going to places, taking the gospel to different places, Mm -hmm. reaching out to different communities. Um, I um, had a toy library, I'll take it out to the different um, uh, early year settings we even built a couple we ke- built a couple of mud huts actually i mm. i trampled mud and made mud bricks <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun actually they all laughed at me because i had purple wellies on doing it <laughs> 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 But i remember rolling these mud bricks with my hands and building these buildings and eventually they they became like community focused mm-hmm. points a lot of these places became community focused points so that was one of the big areas of my ministry there And then another area of ministry there was um, just, there was no um, Sunday school when I arrived at the church. Many of the traditional churches in South Africa don't have Sunday school. Kids sit on the floor, they're quiet, they listen to what's going on. And so um, we needed to train a team of people to um, run Sunday school. And these were people that had never experienced them themselves, really. Wow. So um, we started. Tra- I've started doing training, and again, I think everything got built up in me. I'm living in Doha, working and um, with people, uh, particularly the home groups and the relationships that we mm-hmm. have in the home groups, allowed me to build relationships with people and um, to train people to be able to do something that they they have no model really right. to follow. And so we built a big team up and we had a thriving kids' church. I mean, our church numbers were um, around about 200 at at the highest numbers. And over half of that would be children. Wow. So we had a massive kids' church. Wow. And, um, you know, we believed in uh, teaching the children that they too could not only have a relationship with Jesus, but they too could... um, you know they could pray for each other they could so see good. god move the holy spirit could move in their life so so good. they could they it could be a living relationship mm-hmm. not just a knowledge relationship for
1: them yeah wow that is so beautiful and just talking about teaching the kids that they too can have a living relationship with jesus and god is their father my favorite quote to our girls is that god is not your grandfather as in... <laughs> right god is their father they can have that relationship and it is not uh based on their parents relationship but they can find that intimacy too with jesus and and that is what we're passionate about at mm-hmm. mountain spring so tell me more about what was like. Um, it was,
0: no day was the same. <laughs> it was, there were so many exciting things that happened. Um, you know, the, the Holy Spirit would come, uh, and just touch people. So I mean, like... I mean, people, it was diff, it was a difficult environment for people. And, uh, even getting um, medical attention was hard for people sometimes. So, um, People relied on prayer, but <laughs> when you asked mm. if people wanted prayer for healing, there were many people who would come forward for prayer for healing. We saw oh. many healings and it would range from, um, people with headaches, people with pains in legs, mm. um, mm. and, um, smaller things, but they're not smaller for the people at the time mm-hmm. because they feel the touch of God when it happens it's As know no, then he's gone for done it. Um, and then there were a couple of occasions that I particularly remember where even myself i was totally amazed at what god did um one of those occasions was um they used to be like a, a once a month uh, there was what they would call pension day and it was when um two trucks would come up and set up in a field and they were from the government one was like a, a secure money truck that <laughs> had all the money uh, in, um, and when I say pensions, it was um, the elderly got a certain amount of money and if you had children, you got a certain amount of mm-hmm. money um, to help with bringing up children. And so the, uh, the, that truck would come up and then the other truck would have all security with the guns in it mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything. So this would set up in a field and then everybody would come there um, from that area once a month. And uh, uh, what would happen was a sort of impromptu market would set up mm-hmm. around the area and i remember people opening doors getting out of vans, carrying like chickens and all sorts of things the go goes with the grandma the grandmothers they'd be cooking and, and selling food because it, you know um that's what happened once a month there and people would go to um, buy and sell so we thought it'd be a good place to go and pray for people ask if mm-hmm. people wanted prayer so i went um with a couple of people from the church and i took um trans a translator with me her name's tall amazing young lady and uh we um we were going around asking people for prayer and then at one point till brings this lady to me and she t- tells me she can't see um she wants you to pray for her to see and i took a big gulp in. <laughs> i'm thinking okay i've got to believe what the word said jesus prayed for the blind he said and um, that we can do uh, the same as he does and so even good. greater than what he does oh, got to believe this and govern <laughs> oh yeah i'm gonna do this so i prayed and i prayed in the authority he gives us authority and yeah. um, to pray so i prayed in the authority given in the name of jesus for blindness to go and and for the the holy spirit to come so, and uh, fresh eyes to be able to see. So good. And I prayed, um, uh, and along with the translator, and then I asked the translator to ask um, the lady um, how how is her sight now, and she said, yes, it's better. I said, great, okay, we'll continue praying because in my mind I was thinking it's better a little bit. Do you know, like the story with Jesus when he prays and the um, the man can see something like trees, people yeah. like yeah. trees, and then he prays again. So I think, right, I've got to pray again so then i pray again and i ask my translator ask her and she says yes it's better uh, great okay so we've got to keep praying so then i go to pray the third time and i almost got told oh. up <laughs> <laughs> it's like no i can see <laughs> oh my god i can see, and i myself uh, was just amazed at what god could do That's and good. um and this lady walked off she didn't need help walking off she needed help coming to us but she didn't need help oh. walking off to go and see her friend and I—I I, I mean, I was challenged then. You know, wow. believe what God can do; He can do big things, and we can do um, the same and even greater things. than learn. And then the other one—I love these stories. I'll tell you the other one was—and um, the, there are was so many—but these two I particularly remember was I went with a friend um, that was visiting, so neither of us could speak um, isiZulu, and we went to an area um, to one of the early years places there was, um, uh, the grandmothers, the Googles were outside. Like I say, they was, these were quite often meeting points. So I'd go and help with the, uh, the early years, um, settings and the teachers. And then, um, quite often there was a community there and you go around and you say, would anybody like prayer it was a place to meet people to, um, proclaim the gospel even. And, uh, but on this particular pa- occasion, I asked these grandmothers, I said, does anybody want prayer? A couple of, came forward we prayed over them and then one lady came up and she was in terrible pain with her back She was in a lot of pain and um i looked at my friend and i thought right okay we know what to do we'll we'll get a chair and we'll sit her in the chair and we'll hold her legs out because quite often the case is there's there's um the alignment has gone and and the legs aren't aligned properly so we got a chair we sat this lady in the chair and i lifted her legs up my friend was stood almost behind her with her hand on her shoulders. Bear in mind, neither of us can speak Isisulu properly. I could speak, I could speak it a little bit by then, but not properly. And um, this lady doesn't really have any idea what we're doing, why I put her in the chair and lifted her legs up. And so I lift her legs up and I um, we, I look at my friend and there's quite an, uh, uh, they, they're not aligned at all. There's quite a difference between the two legs. And so I start to pray for these legs to align. And I'm very careful that I'm not moving anything myself because I can sometimes be a little bit skeptical about things that I've got to, got to say to myself, no, this is really God doing this. So I'm really, really careful. And the legs start to align. And I wow. look up at my friend and she looks up at me and the pair of us just, you know, we almost can't believe it, but we do believe <laughs> because no God can do this.
1: But it was just
0: testing us in that way, and these legs are like, and we're praying, and then the lady gets up, and I say, test it now, and she gingerly moves, first of all, and then she realises that her back's okay, and she moves a bit more. And then the next thing, you know, she's dancing and whooping away, and doing this... And her friends are praising God and, and breaking out into song, actually. And then um, a lot more people wanted praying for after that as well. So, yeah, so they're just two of the examples of how um, a normal day going to visit um, an early years setting, just training teachers can then turn into God's power just come in amazingly and usually what happened on these occasions was that you know and people would then say I want to go to church I heard about this that's
1: so good that is such a beautiful picture of how the power of God brings people in so let's take this to the western context right how can we as a community encourage um or create space for the power of God and you said something, you know, after praying, asking people. Um, I mean, I think in a Western context, we don't want to offend, right? But mm-hmm. can you just speak a little bit into that? Um, I suppose, again, it goes back to what we've talked
0: about before, the friendship before function. So if, if you've got an environment where people are feeling comfortable and you ask people if they want prayer, some, sometimes that has to be sort of almost off the cuff. And Mm -hmm. we've got to have a little bit of courage to do it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm honest with you, I found that easier in South Africa because I was there um, being part of that church plant there and Mm -hmm. going out into these communities. And it's challenged me. I'm now living back in the UK, and it's challenged me. Don't be scared to ask people if they want prayer. Because even, you know, even actually when you're on the streets as well, you know, because... um, I. I have to say it to myself sometimes. I have to say, what, what would you have done if you were back in South Africa when somebody so tells good. you the, the story? And yes, ask them if they want prayer. And I, I mean, I don't know about Canada, Canada, but I do know in the UK, people seem closed, like yes. they don't want it. Same here. But until you ask them, yeah. and they will surprise you quite often. And I've had people say yes, pray yes. for me. Yes. And I mean, even um, the other day, we were out giving your leaflets out yeah. down in um, one of the shopping malls here. Yeah. And there was a gentleman there and he started telling me his story and I asked him if he wanted prayer. And he said, yes, he did. And I, I had the opportunity to pray with the guy standing there in the shopping mall. And God came. He was in tears. God just came. Exactly. And and entered into that space with him.
1: Yeah. Yes, no, totally. It was the same um, when we went out to hand out our flyers uh, for our lunch service, you know, meeting those people in the malls and asking them if they want prayer. And surprisingly, they were open to being prayed for. As I like, prayed for one lady and her friend was with her and she's like, me too. I <laughs> prayed for me too. You know, I, I think what we lack more than even, um, or what what has caused us not seeing see the move of God as much as we would like to in the West is the courage factor. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go out on missions, you're going for it, right? And you're like, I'm out here. Come on, Lord, come use me. You know? Well how can we be as open to God using us, you know, in our at our workplaces, mm-hmm. in the malls, you know? In, and even and, with our family. And <laughs> that oh it's so beautiful. You mentioned our family because our girls are, I mean, they are the ones, they come and stand in front of us when they're sick. And like (laughs) my (laughs) tummy hurts because they know that we will pray for them. And with them, we are courageous to ask at the prayer, like, how are you feeling? Is it better on a scale of one to 10, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Let's pray again. Let's pray again. And they have seen God heal them so many, many, many times that now it's no longer about mommy or dad. Uh, praying for them, but they too pray, pray, and I hear stories the next day like, "Oh, I I felt ill at night, and I prayed, and God healed me." You know, building that culture of of trusting God that He's still at work. Imagine that beautiful testimony of the legs crying out right there, <laughs> or about the blind lady scene. I remember as a a young young lady trained for someone on on campus i mean there was this woman that used to come around to beg and she was deaf right and i prayed for her and i didn't even think about it but later i found out that she started hearing and the same thing happened also in DoHa fellowship Uh, and i feel like what we probably need to do is step up the courage and ask people how are you feeling yeah (laughs) how are you really feeling exactly how are you really feeling and not be scared because yes You may have prayed for someone, you're listening to this and haven't seen a healing, or you're even trusting God for healing in your own life, right? And haven't seen it yet, but he's still God. He's still faithful. All we can do is do our part Mm -hmm. and let him do his part. Our part is to ask and we allow him be God and let him do the healing, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and i think it's it's that courage of managing that tension you know and saying that not saying that god doesn't heal anymore because we haven't seen it mm-hmm. in our own lives right mm-hmm. okay um I'm here and when we visited Denver, we saw that it was quite a challenging environment you know and people face hardship on a daily basis could you just Tell us a little bit about what that experience was like, Um, living amongst hardship and feeling uh, like you can't do much to change their circumstances.
0: I I mean, it was challenging, and we we saw people's lives, and they were difficult. Mm. There was um, very little employment there. Uh, a lot of the the men had left the area um, to go to the cities and um, there was a a lot of the women left behind and the families left behind and some of the men. And they were living, like I mentioned, the grants to you before. They were living off these grants and it was a very minimal amount of money. And so poverty was high.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And and also I was talking about, you know, um, uh, medically, things were very difficult there as well. Um, HIV was rife. Wow. Um, and one of the social occasions that were, uh, was happening almost weekly, but definitely monthly was there was often funerals Wow. and um, people of different ages as well, because, uh, you know, uh, um, HIV really, wow. and all the different conditions that that would bring on. Um, yeah, so it was a difficult environment, but the amazing thing was that, um, a lot of these people that were having these challenges, and sometimes just waiting on God, um, you know, to help them even with food for the day. Um, and and the church did try to help him that way as well. But, um, yeah, so there were the, these people were in these very difficult circumstances, but they still worshipped. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they still loved the Lord. And they, so, um, so these... These things that happened to them didn't take them away from focusing on God. That is um, cool. I mentioned a girl called Tobeka to you earlier. She was our translator from the age of 15. And we needed a translator. That that, that was one of the keys to opening the valley and the church to everybody there. And um, she kept being struck by an illness that would make her um, dumb so she couldn't speak. Wow. And, I went with her one occasion to the hospital, and they said they had they could not understand. Um, there was nothing medically wrong with her or physically wrong with her, um, and yet it's it's like the enemy was trying to take away what she was using. Mm-hmm. But she never took her focus on the Lord. She kept yeah. focus on the Lord, and she looked to see what she could change. And actually, um, she was still using some of the traditional um, bands and her wrists and things like that, and. You have to be quite courageous to take those things off when you live in those communities because people think that you may be cursed because of it. yeah but she stood up for the lord and she she cut these things off and took away other things from her home and from that day she she it never happened to her again it had happened many times before and um, that she was struck with this illness but that illness didn't come back again directly so Aww. yeah so people were still able to really focus on on God even through the hardship of the lives that they were living.
1: Well, that is so encouraging. And I know that the enemy did try to take you out too, Mm -hmm. literally, um, just like he tried to do to Tobeka. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yes,
0: yeah. So, um, you know, there there was a a period uh, in 2021 uh, where our um uh the lead couple were leaving the church and we were waiting for another lead couple to come so i led the church just for that period it was about four months and during that time god did amazing things we were um we were in a, a battle really then even because there was civil unrest in the country Um mm-hmm. there was rioting which um had started in the town that was near us where we went to do our our shopping <laughs> and uh and so um, we, were in a, we were hidden up in the valley, away mm-hmm. from the civil unrest, but people couldn't get food and they uh, and were struggling. It was on the back of lockdown. So, mm-hmm. so there, um, weren't, uh, meant the, we weren't even able to have many um, church services because of the back of lockdown. And, but, but different churches from further north in South Africa um, brought um, supplies to us, truckloads of supplies and i was able to go out and about and and deliver all these supplies and uh in doing so so the church is still open and actually god was doing something amazing the church started to build up again because this unrest and this pressure on us actually created people to come together to look to god even more so and cool. to and to um uh, and the church grew to such a point that at one point i broke the law and had too many people in the building <laughs> but that was just quite funny really but yeah so all of this was really positive um and i was loving what i was doing for the lord there but my heart had started to um feel empty as far as um uh, wanting to um be with my family was concerned and mm-hmm. um, this by, I lived in a house that was uh, located in a, this really rural place and I lived there on my own. Mm-hmm. The nearest people were quite a few hundred yards down the track, um, mm-hmm. uh, which was the couple that owned the farmland that the house I lived in was on. And um, I loved everything I was doing in the day and God had give me passion for it. But at, at night, it was lock the door you're in on your own. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that had started becoming difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Lonely. And it was a time when God was changing my heart. Um, and i prayed about it and i put it before him and I knew the time was coming to finish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so um, I uh, spoke to the people that had sent me there from Doha and was supporting me. And I said, I, you know, this, this is, I feel that it's time for me to finish. So I was leading up to that time and I was planning to leave in June, 2022. And November, 2021, the new leaders are in the church, things are going well. Um, I've got this plan, I'm going to be um, you know, leaving, so I'm training different people. And um I went outside when it was just getting dark, which I never did, um, for safety reasons. The house had um gates on and uh, window bars and things like that. So I was always safe in the house, but I went outside to get my washing off the line. Mm. And um A gentleman came to me and with a machete in his hand with his head face covered with balaclava and attacked me he um came to me first of all in the garden there and and um it it was a horrendous attack really he strangled me three times he um put me in the house he uh took money he attempted to tie me up but i was saved by um I told him, um, I'm a pastor and I think that shocked him and he released me for a little while. Um, and I managed to get away, um, halfway down the track towards the house down the bottom. And he, um, came at me again and attacked me again. He dragged me into a uh, field um, and strangled me again and, um, told me he was going to rape me. He tried to rape me, but God was so good that, um, I was able to fight him off and stop that from happening. God was there. All the time he was attacking me, I kept looking at him. Um, all I could see really was um, the white of his eyes, actually. And um, and I kept looking at him and saying, Jesus loves you, Jesus wow. loves you. Don't do this, Jesus loves you. Um, one, I know it's true. I didn't feel it, but I know that that is true. Um, and... I just wanted to hear Jesus' name. Jesus mm-hmm. loves you. Jesus loves you. I just needed to hear Jesus' name because I know there's power in his name. Oh and um, yeah, so um, at, towards the end of the of uh, the attack, um I thought I was going to be able to get away. I'd stood up, um, but actually, um he was trying to get my attention, and basically, um with the machete did a dispatch move, I would call it a dispatch move, mm. where he um, used the machete to hit my leg very hard, which wow. um, caused damage, cut through the bone, cut through the nerve, and then across the top of my head. Wow. Out of the machete. And at that point, when he hit me on the top of the head, I can't tell you exactly what happen, happened, but I know that something supernatural happened at that point. Mm-hmm. Because there was like a sound like, metal against metal i Mm -hmm. could think and there was a flash of light and i don't know if it was inside my head or outside my head but there was a huge flash of light um and i went down on the floor and i should have been dead and he thought i was dead i didn't even lose consciousness but he thought i was dead because i heard him walk away and he walked off and down towards the river and left me there and um to cut a long story short, I managed to crawl out. Eventually, I couldn't stand on my leg because it had been so badly damaged. I didn't lose consciousness, um, but and I managed to crawl to the house down the track and um, and get rescued. <laughs> and the medics came out. I ended up in hospital for a, an awful long time. Um, and uh, yes, and and it was a terrible and shocking experience, to be honest. Um, my whole core had been rocked Mm -hmm. um through it um but i still knew that jesus loved me and that uh, that, um and that i was saved. i should be dead but Mm -hmm. i'm not i was definitely
1: saved in that moment wow i remember i remember in that moment the message coming out that you had been attacked and and all of us across the world friends just praying and i remember just stopping what i was doing at work that day i'm praying so hard and i remember being emotional when you walked through the door and i saw you and i'm like you are here eh. so grateful because like you said that was a dispatch move and could have taken you out but look at look at what god has done so tell us about how practically it's been for you looking up to jesus you know you talked about that community and watching those people go through such difficult situations in their life but still keeping their eyes on the lord and just worshiping him what has that looked like for you um the reality of it is it's hard
0: <laughs> when when something like that happens something that really rocks you happens, it's really really hard i'm so thankful that i had um Close relationship with the Lord, and then He's given me, I believe, a gift of faith to just trust Him. So, Um, you know, because I I do trust Him no matter what, and I'm I'm grateful of that. Um, It would be easy to say, Oh. this is a terrible thing that's happened. God, how could you let it happen? But I know it wasn't him. It's the enemy that comes to kill, steal and destroy. Not the Lord, the Lord comes to give us life and life in abundance. Amen. And um, yeah, and you know that in the story of Joseph, he he says about um, what the enemy meant for bad, God turned for good. So good. And I've held on to that. I haven't always felt it. I'm going to be really honest with you. it's been a journey it's been a year and a half since this happened now mm-hmm. um physically um i was quite an active person before mm-hmm. and um one of the things that's happened is with the nerve being sliced my um, leg has not functioned properly i mm-hmm. walk with a brace i sometimes have to use a walking stick um and that took quite a lot of what i thought was me away mm-hmm. and I, I battled with that and i was thinking will i ever be able to do the things i've done before like traveling and su- supporting a church like i'm doing <laughs> for... <laughs> you know, And there. There, there were dark days when i thought this isn't going to happen <laughs> um and um but i would hold on tight so to what god says you know he will turn it for god and Be he has actually been and um you know i just People have prayed over me. Total, total restoration. Amen. And I really believe that the restoration will come in all areas, Amen. physically and emotionally as well. Physically, emotionally, there are things that still um, uh, happen that my, um, my still up terms when they happen. Like if, if something um, uh, comes out of the blue at me, or somebody touches me that I, I didn't know that they were there. Um, you know, I, and I, ha- I just have to pray about it, but I'm praying that God will even heal that in the long Amen. run. Amen. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so it's a process okay. and I'm, re- I'm still learning about that process. God has been so good. I talked earlier about how kind God has been in my, my journey, my life mm. journey and my ministry journey. And, then um, one of the things that you did, because. There's always been this passion in me to go to the nations, to make the to support, to encourage. And uh, before coming here, a good friend of mine who is in Italy and part of the church in Italy um, asked me to go out. And I went for a week and it was the first time that I'd stepped back into ministry in that way. And it was a big challenge, but I felt safe. Because um, I was going to people, then I were good friends, and I could feel comfortable in their home. I knew they'd look after me, mm-hmm. as well as me be able to bring what I could bring, and let it helped me grow a bit. Coming here has had that same effect. You know, the fact that you guys are such fantastic friends of mine. You know, I've lived in your house before. When I used to, when I was in South Africa, right. I used to go back to um, Doha. It was you that I stayed with. You had a room in your house that the girls said was Auntie Bonnie's room. Yeah, that it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it, God has been so good that I've been able to come here so um, with you guys, such wonderful friends, and um, and just um, know that I'm safe and comfortable with you, and that then he can use me on the back of that. And I think even in these five weeks, I've grown. <laughs> yeah. That as well, you know, and... I still the process. There's still things moving forward. There are still things that, but I believe God will, He will bring me to total restoration. Amen. and do believe that. Amen. And um, and I would say to anybody who's had knockbacks, whatever they are, there are going to be ups and downs on that journey. That I've experienced them. There are going to be days when you don't feel good about yourself. When you wonder, um, is there going to be light at the end of the tunnel? Mm-hmm. I've, I've been there, and I, and there, and it's been an up and down journey. Some days feeling good, other days um, not so good. Um, and emotions have played a big part of that. Um, but I've prayed and given it to God. And sometimes I've just said, this is where I am, God. Good. And, but I will wait until you take me to that place that you want me to be. I wanted so to good. run before I, I, I could walk. That's yes. the type of person I am. <laughs> so- I physically run before I could walk with this leg. And, um, you know, and also in ministry when before I walk, I could walk, but I look back now and I see that God's given me this time and this pay and that I've had to be patient and um that he's just been gentle with me and, so and he's just he's just put his arms around me in this time, and so i'' been back with my family and just having special time with them as well, which has been really important, and he's even in this broken time he has used me. In so the church good. that I'm in in the UK, he's used me there. So he's good. used me when I went
1: to Italy and now again when I'm here with you guys. So good. God is amazing. And um, I'm just, it just told the entire story and, and seeing what God is doing, redeeming all of that experience mm-hmm. and opening new doors of ministry that you never would have stepped into right Uh if he hadn't done it you know the story continues for you just of Mm -hmm. god taking you by the hand even where the enemy tried to do something terrible you know Mm -hmm. god was present even in that moment saving you and he's bringing redemption Mm -hmm. so in closing i don't know if there was something else you wanted to add a verse i just want
0: to add go for it can i give you this verse yeah psalm 107 it says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. That's so beautiful. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Oh, those he gathered from the
1: lands from east to west and north and south. <clears throat> and they redeemed they to you, he redeemed you and you're telling the story so beautifully. And I'm so thankful I can tell that story. I'm so proud of you. So proud. Um, can we pray for someone who has gone through something equally horrendous and they can't tell their story yet because they're so broken and they need a touch from God? Uh-huh. We need to pray over someone right now. Oh Lord, I know how good you are. You are a good God,
0: but bad things happen in this world and. Sometimes it's so hard to live with them, sometimes it's so difficult and I'm so glad that I can tell my story, that I am redeemed and I pray for anybody, anybody who is in a situation where something horrendous has happened and they are living with that and don't know what to do with it. I pray first of all that they look to you, you are a good God, you are for us, not against us. It is the enemy that comes to kill, sting, and destroy, but you come to give life and life in abundance. I pray for anybody who's going through this, that you will bring people alongside them so they can open up. Painful as that will be, so that they can open up and allow you to come and minister into that situation. Allow you to come and show your love. Allow you to show them that they are significant and worthy and loved and precious and that you can slowly bring them out of that place to a place where they are able to stand in confidence knowing who they are in you and knowing how you have created them and that this thing does not define their life this thing does not define their life what defines them is who they are in you come lord jesus Touch the lives of anybody that has gone through something like this and needs to be given the opportunity to open up and work through it come now I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit in Jesus name I pray, Amen Amen
1: Thank you so much Thank you Lord Jesus and Thank you so much Bunny. and if that was you and all of this resonated with you and you would like someone to journey with you as you come out of that dark place feel free to reach out to us and just visit our website and get in touch with us and we'll like to pray with you and journey with you and we believe God that as God has worked in Bonnie's life and he's still at work in her life yeah redeeming that experience redeeming her story that He will do the same for you and redeem it in Jesus' name. Yes, Amen. Amen. Well, thanks everyone for listening and uh, stay blessed.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We trust you were refreshed as you listened. If you would like to hear more, you can visit our website at MountainSpringsChurch.ca, where you can find information about our services. And about how you can partner with us on this journey. Thank you for listening today, and God bless.